my revolution is going to be with Jesus, bed sheets, pastels, art, and love, instead of religion, guns, war, and hatred. So God's kind of kept the hedge around the media with me, but I, I believe it's about to explode. It's like this, Dennis. I've been pushing a snowball up a mountain. It's called Collective Art. Welcome to the Stolen Hours Podcast. Conversations with known and unknown, creative or passion-driven people whose mild-mannered alter egos range from postal workers to teachers to salespeople to moms and dads to husbands and wives just getting life done, but in a creative way. The following is episode 10, The Collective Artist, The Highway Missionary, Paul Wislotsky. All right, thank you all for clicking into episode 10. This is a nice little milestone for me. Um, this is your host, Dennis DeLilio, and just excited to uh, um, hear feedback from you guys. So get in touch through Instagram at The Stolen Hours Podcast, or go to www.thestolenhourspodcast.com, and there's a direct link right to your host. And uh, you can drop me a line, give me your feedback, give me your insights. Also suggest future guests if you have anybody in mind. And uh, looking forward to just putting out an episode every week, every Tuesday night. Um, continue to check in. Um, and Wednesday morning, of course, it's ready to go for your morning commute or whatever you're up to. Enjoy the episode. All right, today we welcome Paul Oslotsky who has lived a totally different life in that he's been basically on the road, whether it was hitchhiking, driving his van, or now an RV, where he's just living all around America, meeting people, but has really just dedicated himself um, since the uh, 25th anniversary of Woodstock to making art with people. Um, he's done this through all 50 states. He's done this uh, through college campuses all around the lower 48. And ultimately, it's just dedicated himself to making art with others, trying to create moments, but also just share love. And these art pieces are things that they send over to the troops um, who, are, who are overseas or even local families in need. And uh, Paul's just out there uh, living off the kindness of others and living uh, a life where he's just being creative and uh, interesting and just trusting that life's going to be all right. So welcome, Paul Wislowski. Enjoy the conversation, guys. We're just going to jump right in. And uh, thanks for listening. I'm in um, Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm at um, uh, Daytona Bike Week. All right. They invited me to come and do some art pieces for the uh, for the troops. Nice. Awesome. 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 Oh Very yeah, fun. I love Bike Week. You'd be surprised how good bikers are at art. They really are pretty good. And I, of course, I'm there pushing them, making sure they do more than they want to do. That's part of what I do, and uh, it's kind of fun to do these because it's bike week. Yeah. When I give them away to a person, they, mm -hmm. some of them they come to tears because it's like, wow, you're giving this to me? And they, they send them out in their care packages to the their military, to their brothers, sisters, cousins, whoever it is, and it, uh, it, it's fun. I, it's emotional for me and the people. That's great. So you actually will give it to one of the participants who has a has a, a military person in their family and they'll send it out to them? Yeah, it's easier that way than for me to try to find some find people and send them out. And it's a lot cheaper, too. It's less expensive for me. That's and, great. Um, it's just the people enjoy a handprint 
one thing about a handprint is you can't say, hey, I can't do it. <laughs> so they, they trace their hand and they draw inside of it? They color inside of it. They, they Not just color. Some people do some amazing art inside of it. Yeah, that's great. And then what I try to do is I try to get them to touch their hands. with If they're with somebody, make sure your hands are touching. And yeah. if you're a family, the family's hands are touch each other. So you know it's the whole family. Nice. Um, so uh, the RV, how, how's it feel to have an upgrade? Or maybe not an upgrade. You miss Nancy, you say. I, I miss Nancy because Nancy was easier to park. <laughs> yes. This thing's 24 foot, so it's a little more difficult to park. You got to watch the way you turn. And um, I love having a bed, though, a, a regular bed. Yeah. Whereas in my, in my van, I just had a little cubby hole I'd crawl into. But this one here, it, I, I got my bed. I, I got a bathroom. I don't have to drive around looking for a bathroom wherever I, wherever I went. So now I got a bathroom in here. And uh, she just drove 1,200 miles from Houston, Texas, and she did – she said, uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, and she did really good. I was surprised. No hiccups or nothing. Uh, awesome. That's very cool. So how, how did um, how did it go out there in Texas? What were you doing out there? Well, I was in, um, I, I hit Houston. I, I try to hit towns that I haven't been to. And Houston was one of the towns that I, haven't, I hadn't been to. But Houston was hard to do because they didn't have any shopping scripts. Like, uh, like a, a, a town will have a, a street that has, shops all the way up and down and they got parallel parking but they didn't have anything like that so i set up at a festival at a music festival they had up there and then we, we i did an art piece for a policeman who got killed and um i gave it to the people who run it and they sent it off to the uh, policeman who got killed we did handprints and then I, I did some more work in um houston there around houston and then i went down to corpus christi and corpus christi is a beautiful beautiful town and it really is it's got weather like florida it's kind of warm there. It's 70, 75 degrees, except for a couple of weeks ago when it got down below freezing. Yeah. But that's very rare there. And they got a really beautiful ocean front there where I could set up parallel park and the policeman said nothing. And we got some really good artwork down there. Nice, nice. How long were you in that area then for? I was in Corpus Christi for about two months. I found wow. a really good church I liked there that had a lot of young people. It was like half young people. And I usually you don't see churches like that, but it really... It lifted my spirit, and I, I I decided to stay there. But they invited me to Bike Week. I was here last last year, and during last year, the pandemic hit. Bam! That second weekend, it was like wham. There was nobody. They they almost shut us down, but nobody came. So yeah. this year here, it's a little different. It's a little freer. You can feel a sense of freedom here. Nice, nice. So you see, so when did you arrive at Bike Week? When did that start? This one started. It started yesterday. I arrived the day before to get set up. I got everything set up on the side of my motorhome here. And um, this one here is what it is. It's a swap meet. So everybody here has got a Harley stuff. I mean, if you need a Harley part, it's here. Because <laughs> yeah, because people bring all this Harley parts from all over the country. They come here. Wow. Nice, nice. So just to yeah, clarify for our listeners, so all throughout these 50 states, you've created artwork with other people. So it's more about collaboration than about Paul Wyslotsky art, right? It's, uh, but you, yeah. are, you are the I, director. I consider, like, I consider it like a symphony. Yeah. Everybody's working together. and I'm the conductor. I'm the one who says, here, do this, add this. I, I put up my guidelines to keep, a, to keep it straight, to try not to get signs and symbols and writing or anything like that on the art pieces. So I'm like the conductor of the art, but I'm, pulling the imagination out of people 
to be part of it, to add to people, to to come together, to imagine together. Nice. So just uh, dis- dis- awesome. So describe what what uh, people would see from a distance. Uh, what, what's your setup and what what materials are you are you having people create with? What's your what, kind what of- I what, what I use is I use an A frame. Or the side of my motorhome here, I got my motorhome I set up to where I got an easel on the side of that. I got a, I set up a simple A-frame out of two by fours and one by fours, and I use bed sheets, just regular bed sheets. If you've never drawn on a bed sheet with oil pastels, it is the most awesome thing because the oil and the cotton, they're made for each other. They are absolutely made for each other. The blending is so, so awesome. I've had college kids say it felt like drawing on a cloud. Yeah. Because it's so nice. So I encourage your listeners out there to get a bed sheet and set it up at your home so that your family can all draw together on it. And that's pretty much what I use. And then when I'm finished with it, I'll take a can of acrylic clear coat and I'll spray over it to seal it because it usually gets folded up. Unless unless I'm doing one for the military. Because the military, they have dogs that smell the packages. So you can't you can't have that clear coat smell on that package or else they toss them out. Ah. So that's pretty much what I do. I find spots to set up. I'll I'll set up on a street. I enjoy festivals because I get a chance to have families draw together, and that's really that's really the fun part is making a moment, making that moment for that family at that event. Nice, nice. That's wonderful. So let's go back in time a bit. So you say. Uh, in 1981, you began doing these things, but they, even before that, well, so you, no, you, no, no, Dennis, I didn't start in 1981. Oh, That's okay. When I started, traveling. Oh, I started okay. traveling in 1981. I started doing the art pieces at Woodstock, the 25th anniversary. That was the first one I ever did. I set up a tent. I had a tent up there and I felt the need for people to be creative also because we had music there. We had a lot there, but there wasn't a place for people to be creative themselves. And Woodstock was an arts festival, too. I don't know. A lot of people don't know that, but it wasn't just music. There was art there, too. And I set up a, a canvas. I set up this tarp, and I bought out my paints. I had some paints and brushes, and I said, okay, people, let's just draw together. And then all of a sudden, somebody bought in a couple chairs. Someone bought some art chairs in that sat right on the ground down there. And all of a sudden, all these people started coming around and painting and having this good time. And then I, I had picked up some of these silver cards because it was the 25th anniversary. And I started running around the field. Now here I am, Dennis, I got a white dinner jacket on. I got a white dinner jacket on, walking around in the mud and this mess out there. And I've handed all these people these silver cards saying, come on, we gotta keep the energy moving. We gotta keep the creative energy moving. Just stop and write something down, do something on these cards because then 25, 30 years from now, they, they would have that memory, but they also kept that creative spirit moving at Woodstock. Nice. And that, that's where I started. That's where I did my first one. I did my first one there. That's but awesome. as far as traveling, I started traveling back in 1980, really traveling in 83. I met this one girlfriend and she said she was living with this other guy and it got complicated. So I said, okay, I'll meet you. She said she was going up to up to Connecticut. And I said, okay, I'll meet you up there. I'll meet you up there. So I, I, I hitchhiked for the first time distance and it was, it was magic. It was a, uh, it was something special. It was like there was something in it. And it was for me. It was a, a a moment of clarity, saying, "This is what I need to do. This is what I need to do." And I got up there. I hitchhiked up there, and she never showed up. But that, that's okay. That's okay because I I, I wasn't really bitter because I had found something I really loved, and that was meeting people, meeting yeah. 
learning about the people and their stories. And uh, anybody out there who's listen, listen to people's stories, especially your family, because they have the stories. You just got to listen to them. Try to drag it out of them. Drag a story out of a person because people are the friendliest when they're talking about themselves. Sure, sure. Everybody, everybody's got a story. Canada, and then I went around and I came down back to Florida. And that was the beginning of my hitchhiking and traveling journey for America. Yeah, that's my great. For America. Yeah, so your mission. So talk about your mission a little bit. What, what do you see your, you know, your, what do you feel called to do here? What is, what is this? Well, I really believe right now when we need to imagine together. If our nation is going to heal, it should start with the families imagining together. So here, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get families. Let's say, Dennis, one of your kids were having a birthday party, but you can't really have all the family over to it because of, of the COVID. So what I'm trying to get people to do is at your house, get all your whole family to put a footprint and a handprint on a sheet. Color it all in. Take two or three days to have a great time doing it. And then save room for other people. Then send it to your uncle or your brother-in-law, and get all his family to put their handprints and footprints on it. And then he can send it to the grandparents. And the grandparents can take and put their footprints and handprints on it. And it gets kept getting passed around and passed around until it gets filled up. And then once it gets filled up, it gets sent back to the birthday kid or the anniversary person or um, the, the graduate. It gets sent back to them. So the families are coming together. They're imagining together. Yes. And that's almost as powerful as praying together is when you imagine together. Mm. You know, you imagine together with your family a lot. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's definitely That's my a... mission now. And my main mission is to share Jesus. It's to share Jesus. Share and worship Jesus to let, allowing people to make moments with their families. Sure, sure. So that, that... That's awesome. It's fun, Dennis. It is awesome. I, I love it, Paul. It's really nice to... See you too. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how long I've known you. I, I, we met you, my wife and I, before we were ever married. Um, you were walking through Hoboken with your box of art supplies <laughs> with on a string tied around your waist, I remember. That's I remember great. That, tied around my waist. Uh, how long did you travel like that with your box of art supplies? What I did is, uh, uh, in 1999, I hit 40 years old. And I'm saying, what, what can I do? What can I do? And all of a sudden, God hit my heart. And he says, why don't you go to the state capitals? So the first thing the first thing I went to is the Cleveland Browns' first football game. I, hit, I hitchhiked up to Cleveland, up to, to walk around with an easel and say, okay, people, let's have some fun. And I get there. I have no wood. I have nothing. So I'm walking, thinking, what am I going to do? All of a sudden, I cross this overpass. And off to the side was all these one-by-fours, just enough so that I can make me a simple A-frame out, out of it. And I had some wheels, and I took it down to the, the parking lot, the tailgaters, and we did some great work there. They got whipped pretty bad at the football game, but they, they <laughs> still were so excited. They got their browns back. They got their browns back. And then from there, I said, okay, it's time to go out. So I, I, I hit, started hitchhiking to all the state capitals of America. And uh, first, I went up into New England. I, I went up into that area. And I would, I would come to a town. I would find shelter, a, a mission or Salvation Army or something to stay in. Then I would go out and look for wood. I had my little saw and my uh, um, screwdriver, my my uh, screwdriver thing there, and I would make an easel. 
out of scrap wood and I would carry my hinges and then I would put the wheels on it and I have my box in the back, which would weigh it down. And then I'd walk through town and I'd stop in places and say, come on, people, let's draw together. Let's imagine together. Let's do something together. Always, I had a sign up there saying I did it for Jesus and also trying to get them to take the idea home. Because the little kids need a place to imagine. And if you put a sheet on the wall, fold it up a couple times and put it up there, they always have that place where they could draw together. Their family could draw together. Their friends could draw on it. But Dennis, when they get my age, they still have that. Yes, yes. yes. So, so, it took me three years to make it to all 50 states. Um, I made it to, um, well, here's a good story I'll tell you about Juneau, Alaska. I was up in Juneau, Alaska, and I got, I, I'm sitting up there doing art pieces, and we're doing some awesome art in Juneau. And all of a sudden, 9-11 hits. And uh, Juneau's on an island, so you can't get off. So I had to stay there for 18 days. I, I spent 18 days. And Juneau's very wet. If you've never been there, it's wet. It's wet. Well, I set up an art piece for this um, for the people of New York and for the people of the um, Pennsylvania. I set up an art piece saying, come on, people, let's draw together. They put an ad in the paper. They said something about it. So people came down. So two months later, I'm in New York City. I'm in New York City during the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm down by Macy's, and I set up that art piece. It's a big, big blue art piece for New York City. And about 10 minutes later, this, this lady comes running over screaming, I drew on that art piece in Juneau, Alaska. I put this little bird in Juneau, Alaska. And I'm saying, wow. And it was, it was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. This yeah. is where I'm supposed to be. And then um, the, later in 2002, um, that the year I met you, I um, finished it up. I finished it up. Uh, Hawaii was my last one. And I, I thought maybe there might be a band or something over there because I've been doing them for 50 state capitals. But the media, there was no media, no nothing. It was just me out there doing collective art. I yeah. call it collective art. But that's what it is. It's a collective of people imagining together. And yeah. I, I really believe we need that. That's great. I love uh, I love the collective art, and I know you call them collective art pieces, but P E A C E, right? Yeah, because it brings peace to people who are, who come up, and yeah. the people who see them, people who see them, it brings a peace to them. That's great. That's great. So that's a, that's amazing that someone from Juneau, Alaska, shows up in New York. You know that happens a lot. It happens a lot. Sometimes I'll be doing my art piece in one city, and all of a sudden someone will come up. Hey, I drew in your art piece in St. Petersburg, or yeah. you know, they'll they'll come up. But that's God. That's God working. He's got to bring people to encourage you. That's great. Yeah, just bring people in to keep you going, to keep you moving forward, especially me in something so unusual as this. I mean, not too many people share the gospel by art. Yes. To, to lift their spirits or even just listen to them. And we, we have, everybody out there who's listening to this, I hope you take that time to make that moment with that person who you don't, you don't even have to know, but just say something nice to them. Hey, I like your hair. Your shoes look good or anything. Make, start making moments with people so that you, we interact a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's part of why I, I, I love uh, talking to you and, and having you on this even was the desire to, you have great messages for the world. You definitely have that message of sharing your faith, but it's also messages too, that just, you know, our good messages, listen to people's stories, you know, listen to make, yeah, make, make yeah. moments with people. Um, you know, ultimately sharing your, your faith in a very genuine way where you're just caring about people directly, <laughs> creating things for people who are hurting and sending it out that way. And in the end, uh, really just going 
you know, like the wind on some level from one place to another, you know, they say, yeah. uh, led but, by the spirit. <laughs> led by the spirit. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we have to do. We have to be led by this, the whole, the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit's going to move, move us forward. Like the moment I made with you, you stopped me and started talking to me. You saw something on my little cart that said something to art and you stopped me and said, and we got to talking and we got to share it. And it was like, wow, but it's lasted. Yes, yes. Moments are lasted. Many moments are not going to last, but they'll last in that person's memory. Yeah, well, that was, a, it was, you know, to me, I, I, at that point in my life, you know, I'd already, I did some hitchhiking travels as well and just knew, knew that, you know, just the adventure of that and, um, and I, and for sure to give back, I, I see you walking down the road. I'm like, oh, this guy might need a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of like, whenever you have, uh, if you've ever done this, um, Hitchhiking, not recommended for all. No, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's not. But I, but I, don't do it no more, what's that? They just do it. I know. I mean, well, we, we did it, you know, it was after college. It was probably 1998. And uh, my now brother in law and I and another friend, um, we did it. So we were, we were together and we always felt safe. We were together. And I'd say every ride we got was, was, was a good ride. There was some crazy rides, but. <laughs> It's definitely there's always crazy rides, but <laughs> you always have the option to say stop. I want out. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes people stop and want out. And yeah. I've had hundreds of rides and no dangerous ones. I felt sometimes there was a couple times I felt I shouldn't be in the car, so I said, yeah. "Hey, I'm I'm getting off at the next stop." Exactly. But that's exactly. the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit guides you in that. Yes, and then so the day I see you, you're walking down the road in Hoboken, which is you know not not a place to normally see a hitchhiker. Uh, <laughs> I think even even uh, Hoboken. I don't know where are the homeless people in Hoboken. I don't know if there are any. <laughs> there are, of course. I know. Of course they are, but it, you know some of these cities don't like homeless people being around, so that they chase them inside somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we met by the waterway. Yeah, the waterway so, there on um in on Hoboken. I got yeah. that water where the river is right there. I was sitting there. I was sitting there doing nothing, and you came up and. Lifted my spirit. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you made our day too. It was definitely like uh, early dating life with uh, with my my wife. I don't even know who we were dating yet, and it was just like a great story for us meeting you. And then from there, yeah, I mean, the we, wedding was great. Yeah, that eventually you it was really fun, and and now your kids, seeing your kids, I love your hugs from your kids. They're they're great, yeah. and usually they come just when I need them, <laughs> just when I need them too. That's great, and so yeah, just just. That that started a, for sure for us a, a good long relationship here through the years, and uh, you know I know that's something that that you being on the road don't always have that sense of family, and I feel like for sure you're part of our our family life, you know. And, no, but uh, I'll tell you a little story that happened to me a couple a couple of weeks ago. I was in Corpus Christi, and I'm set up along the road doing an art piece, and uh, these two twins come up. And it's it, the whole family's there, and these two little twins, about three years old, and I love them, but that age because they're the scribblers. And I, I, I try to get them going. The scribblers own the bottom. I don't care how great your art is, down the bottom is a scribblers area. If they want to add to your art piece, that's okay. So yeah. these little scribblers start going out. I'm start going, go, 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 keep going, go, go, and they get going really big, and they start going nuts all over my art piece. And then, then, then I, I, I got an analogy I share with the parents about, um praying together and after i got done sharing that with them they're about to take off and all of a sudden both the little girls turn around run up and hug my legs and it wow. was like wow all right and it was those are the moments you really 
you really, you know, they touch you, they move you. And it's like, okay, I did my job. I made that moment for those kids. Will they ever remember me? Probably not, but that's okay. I made that moment for that family. Sure, sure. Well, the, the parents will remember it, I think, for sure. Yeah, the parents will. The, the parents will remember it. I, I, I do have another story I want to share. I was over in, um, and thank you for letting me share them, Dennis. I, I, oh, know, yeah. I hope your listeners enjoy them. I was over in, I was over in this one town over in um, North Dakota, and they were having a Renaissance festival. And I had set up my art piece, and Renaissance are good for art. And this one little girl can run it up there. She says, can I draw? Can I draw? Can I draw? And I said to her, well, you got to have a parent draw. Because I don't let children draw alone. Parents have to draw with them. Well, the dad was over there conversing with his friends, and he said, no, 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 no. So for 20 minutes, this little girl kept begging me, and the dad said, no, 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 no. Finally, I said to the dad, I said, you know what? Why don't you just color this little area in here? That's all you got to do is color it so that she can get to draw on it. And she, he came up there and this little girl started going nuts. She started going crazy. She's drawing her stuff. All of a sudden, she's scribbling real hard and she got her tongue out. Uh, she's wagging her tongue as fast as she's scribbling back and forth. And I'm sitting there, <laughs> you know, it's moments like that you remember, you cherish, and then you get a chance to share them with other people. And uh, that's the type of moments you have. And I hope your listeners will take and have a moment with your family that way. They can have that creative moment with your family. We really need that in our in our nation around the world. And my big thing are the 90 O's, Dennis. I call them the 90 O's generation, the kids from the 90 and the O's. I'm trying to get them to set these up with their families because what these young people don't realize is that the rest of the world follows them. They did in our generation, Dennis. Whatever music, whatever we do here in America, the rest of the young people are going to start doing around the world too in three or four months. They start doing these art pieces for their family. All of a sudden, in India, Pakistan, France, all over the world, they're going to be doing these. And then 15, 20 years from now, they're going to have these art pieces. They're going to say, these 90 O's were the greatest generation ever. They got the whole world to imagine together. They got the whole world to imagine together. And I push this with these young kids really hard because this generation is the greatest. I really believe the 90 O's are the greatest generation in history. Nice. Well, it's, it's, it's not always a message you hear from an older generation about a younger generation, but I know you truly believe that. It's awesome. Well, they have more information than in any generation. They take more pictures than any generation. And they, what they have that special is they have what we have here. They can share it instantly. Yeah. We could never do that when we were growing up. It took weeks to get pictures and send them out. Now they have had that. So I really believe they're bound closer together than any generation also. Mm. Yeah. And then it's not one of them. it's great it's great that's awesome so and yeah and i you talk about moment making so i know you're even you being you know kind of the thing that makes people look up from their phones like what's this guy doing (laughs) and and then they're they're sitting there doing selfies while they're you know you're helping them make a moment i know you talk about the the moment making once they get up there i talk to them i'm a one thing I've learned through my travels is how to keep a story going, to try to communicate with people. So, and that's, you know, you understand through hitchhiking, you can't just sit there in a person's car and do nothing. You got to try to meet this person and find out a little bit about their life and make your, yourself pertinent in that person's life for that day so he can go back and he has a story. Yeah. He has a story to tell somebody. Sure, sure. So, I, so, Eventually, you get a vehicle to travel in. When did you stop hitchhiking and start traveling um, with uh, Nancy? 
Well, first I first I got a motorcycle. I traveled across America on a motorcycle. I had a GS 1000 Suzuki, and I packed it full of my stuff. Now, this was before I was doing my artwork. So this is, I would stop at events, and I would work events, and I would keep going, and I would meet people that way. And then um, I had a motorcycle wreck, and the next year I came out. For 10 straight years, I would travel out to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and go to Cheyenne Frontier Days, and I would work up in the grandstand. And I would I would uh, hawk beer, or I worked there. the last couple of years I was there. I ran the whole grandstands, and um, until I, a new company came in, and I decided not, not to do that no more. And then I I I'd, um, started hitchhiking back again, started traveling around, and then Woodstock happened. Once Woodstock happened, I knew that was it. That's what I have to do. I have to get people to. Be, it was like that first moment I hitchhiked, that first trip I hitchhiked. I knew that was what I was supposed to do. That was how it was what God wanted me to do was to be a highway preacher, to be a highway preacher out there. And then once once I found out about people drawing together and feeling them, the joy and the happiness from the people imagining together, that was it, Dennis. I, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it no more. I had it's something I have to do until the end of my life. Yeah. Or when Jesus comes back, whichever whichever is first. Hopefully, Jesus come back first. Awesome. <laughs> and, so. Were you, were you the guy who wrote Hitchhiking for Jesus on the poles when I was traveling around? Was that you? No, no, I, I wouldn't do that. I like that. I, I kind of don't like it because it's, it's uh, tagging, but it get, at least it gets people to think about Jesus. That's the biggest thing. On the side of my van, I got a, I got a thing that said, you might, not forget, you might not remember me and my art, my art motorhome, Betty, but don't ever forget Jesus. And it, it catches people. It really catches people. That's great. So the new the new vehicle's called Betty. I love yeah, it. Yeah, her name is Betty. And I had a I had a I had a sister named Betty who died. She was an adopted sister. We met her three years before she died. But we had a chance to meet her at least. She got a chance to meet a real family. So I thought I'd, I'd honor her by putting Betty on my home. Nice, nice. That's great. So uh I know you work uh you know, you're out there, you're you're not you don't really have a a home base besides a travel home at this point, right? Um do you, ha- do you have like one place that you'd call home that you always go back to though? Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, back in Florida, down in uh, Pinellas County, Florida. Uh, I go back there usually for the winter, but I stay, I'm, I spent the winter out here this year. So it's a little different. Usually I spend the winter down there and then about April or May, I'll, I'll hit the road again and go out and do artwork around America. The last, the last few, God had taken me on a trip sent me on my last mission was to go to at least two universities in all 50 states so i got 48 states done over 123 universities i got to to put up some awesome you've seen them dennis they're pretty amazing collective art pieces from these young people trying to encourage them to make moments what i noticed on the college campus is a kind of a depressed spirit because the academics are kicking so hard the right side of the brain the creator side it doesn't get much action so what I try to do when I was on the campus is, is try to get the clubs and the Greeks to set these up during finals, during midterms, so just during the semester, so that they could stimulate some activity in the right side and try to get a semi-balance back. But before they set them up, they find a place around the world where people are suffering. So it might be India with a car bomb. It might be a town in Florida that got hit with the hurricane. Send it to them so that that town can have something from the students the imagination of the students saying, you know what, we're, we're thinking about you too. That's great. So you, so you already did 48 states for that, huh? Yeah, 48 states. We did that in uh, Nancy. 
He did yeah. 48 states in Nancy. And um, the college kids are amazing. They're, they're an awesome, awesome generation. They're kind. They just want to do good, Dennis. Yeah. They just want to do good. And that's why the media doesn't like them. The media kind of bashes them because they want to do good. And the media, a lot of the media, not, not all media, but a good part of the media wants sensational bad. And they're, they're not into that. Sure, sure. So that's part of the wanting to have you on here. Tell us some of the good stories that you have. That's great. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully we can get this idea spread more because it seems like God has put a hedge around me with the media. I mean, you go to college campuses and you say you're starting a revolution. Usually the media is everywhere. But my revolution is going to be with Jesus, bedsheets, pastels, art, and love instead of religion, guns, war, and hatred. So God's kind of kept the hedge around the media with me, but I, I believe it's about to explode. It's like this, Dennis. I've been pushing a snowball up a mountain. It's called collective art. I started at Woodstock with a seed, and I've been pushing this snowball up a mountain in over 300 towns and cities, all 50 states, and that snowball is over 80,000 people wide. I'm almost to the top. I'm almost to the top. And your son's generation, them 90 O's, they're going to kick that snowball to the other side of that mountain. Boom, down the other side it comes and it's going to explode. And 60 million people across the earth are going to be part of a collective art piece that that generation, the 90 O's, are going to do. They're going to be the creative crusaders. They're going to be the ones that can say, we're going to make moments. We're not going to sit back and wait for moments to happen. We're going to make them happen. And But the one thing they got to realize, Dennis, is that their greatest moments are with their family. That's the greatest moments they can have. And that's something, that's why I so push this art piece with them, because that's the moment they can have lasting for years and years and years down the road. That's great. That's great. I, lo- I love I love your your passion, my friend. That's why I wanted you on here. It's great. How about I one? It, I, hope it's good, I hope it's good radio. Oh, I think it is, man. <laughs> it's interesting huh? story. Interesting story. Your story is a, absolutely an interesting story. Um, can you give us like one uh, story from your college uh you know, campus projects that you really felt okay, like was, here, was, was powerful. Okay, here's a story. I was up in Penn State. I'm sitting up on this. I sit up on a street. They got a state street there where nine out of 10 people walking by are college kids. So I didn't even have to get on the campus. So I'm sitting there doing my artwork. And toward the end of the day, there was one spot in the middle that was still open. So this one statuesque beauty came. She was really beautiful, about six foot tall, long hair and her parents and her whole family was there and she came up and she started drawing she says can i draw can i draw i says yeah go ahead and start so she starts drawing and dennis she was this incredible artist she was so good she did this in scenery up there she took 20 30 minutes on it just as she was about to get done she turned around to her dad and she says see dad this is what your eighty thousand dollars got you <laughs> she had got a degree in art, and she turned around and said to her dad, "Yeah, dad, this is what you're eighty thousand. You know, it's like it was. It's like wow. You know, then there was a, a some students come up and they they just have a a great time doing it, especially during the finals week. Finals weeks is always amazing to do, and that's fun. And some people because. On the college campuses now, the preachers are a lot of the preachers are coming in there yelling and screaming at students, trying to intimidate them, trying to antagonize them to get into arguments. I come on a campus with a sheet up saying, "Let's draw together." Here's Jesus too. Oh man, does it catch them? It really. I believe I sowed a deep seed into the heart. I sowed a really good seed into the heart by just showing them. You know, let's let's imagine together. Sure, it's like uh, love over judgment. It's a much better message. Yes. 
Yes, exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you another story that happened to me. I was out in UCLA, and I'm sitting up, and um, I got an art piece. I'm just about done, and it's a beautiful art piece. And all of a sudden, a shooter came on campus. Somebody came with the gun on campus, and he, he killed a professor. Now, I, we didn't know, but the, all of a sudden, the tanks are coming up. I mean, armed guards, hundreds of policemen are coming around with the tanks and everything. And I said, okay, I, I got to leave. I'm going to leave. So I roll, I scroll through with my art piece, this beautiful art piece, in front of all this military equipment. It's, it's kind of, it was kind of cool. And then I, I get, I said, I got to do something. I can't leave this. I can't leave it. Plus, I found a parking space, which was really hard. I had a parking space. So I saved another day. And what I did is I, I put up sheets and we did handprints with a professor who got killed. And then we also did one. We also did a handprint piece for the, the shooter's family. We did one for the shooter's family. And we also did one. He killed his girlfriend, his ex-wife. He also killed his ex-wife. So we... uh. I did one for her. But what's really odd is the preachers were about 15 yards away from me yelling and screaming, saying, this person's going to hell, this person's going to that, and all this other stuff. And students would come up running and saying, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And I got a chance to to be in a moment where I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to be. Yeah, it's powerful, powerful stuff. And being out there, it's vulnerable for you, but for sure it's it's important that you are there and you, it's nice that you can have that confirmation here and there, especially with something like that. That's crazy. It's awesome. So it, so can we, can we go back to like your beginnings when you were a little kid, were you into art or were you into? Not really. You community? know, the spark, I, I used to write, I, I like to write, but I was never into much drawing until the Woodstock experience. Yeah. hit me. And then from there, it's been nothing but that. But growing up, we grew up on a farm. And when I lived up there in Sussex County, there was more cows than people. So that, that's how long ago that was. Yeah. And then, then we moved out to Florida. And it was a complete unique experience for me because I grew up in the country. And then all of a sudden we moved to kind of a, a city down here. And it was took a lot of getting ad- adapted to. And then I, I went to uh, junior high and high school here, played the sports, did all that. And then um, in 1981, I got shot at for $10 worth of marijuana. In 79, I got shot at with $10 worth of marijuana. And that's what it took for me to get on my knees and say, okay, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you to to run my life, to, mm. to run it. And then I, I met this girl, and I told you earlier about hitchhiking up there, and that was, that, that's been it. That, that's how you ended uh, up doing what you're doing. So interesting. Doing I, what I'm doing. A part of my desire to interview you is, uh, yeah, just because I thought when I, graduated college I, that I would keep going like I hitchhiked for three months but I, I that 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 would possibly might be my mission just keep going all around the country vagabonding and making art and doing cool things and uh and but for sure it was interesting there was there was a different call you know different call for me and so it's kind of nice to meet you who's, who's who had that call you know to go out and do your thing and and for me the different call was uh, a different kind of adventure for sure. I got five kids and I'm living here and I'm a teacher. That's the greatest adventure, Dennis. <laughs> you five kids. Every day it's an adventure. I know. Well, that's it. It's 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 amazing to think. Uh, yeah. What what you know for life? Like you think you're going to go one way or another. Um, I don't know if I even imagine life beyond age thirty. So it's kind of interesting, you know, like to to see where you go. And for sure, it's been a totally different adventure than I thought it would be. Um, and you know, probably my version of life that that was going out there in the world was 
pretty short lived. It was probably thought it for a year. And it was just in those coming of age years though, where I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, God, God bought you kitsch. Oh, I love God it. Kitsch, and I mean, that's it. So that's the reality is, yeah, meeting, um, you know, my wife way before we ever got married, way before we were anything. And then just knowing that that was the call and, you know, everybody's got different vocations and, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, you're out there encouraging family life with your collaborative collective art pieces here and, you know, families touch your hands, you know, encouraging that, that bond. And, uh, for me, sure. We're, we're doing that life and, and we need that reminder too. Like, Hey, put your hands together, make art together. And, uh, thank you for that message. So it's really an important message to me. And, um, it really sure. is, especially now with our nation fractured so much, people and families are against each other, Democrats against Republicans. It seems like everybody's just going against each other. Right now is the time for healing, for people to imagine together. That is, for instance, radio. That yeah. we actually imagined together. When TV came along, it kind of pushed it aside a little bit. Not all the way, but not as big as on that Saturday night when they would gather around that radio and listen to Superman or Dragnet. That was powerful bonding. And before that, they had show dings, ho dings, and the storytellers and all those people. Nice. That's great. We need that back. And I'm out here trying to trying to get it back and believing in my heart, God's going to bring it back. Sure. God's sure. going to bring it back. He's going to use this 90 years generation to do it. Yeah, well, it's, and, and he's going to use Paul Wislotsky to do it. You're doing the great little, great things that create moments and uh, for sure are part of people's stories. And I, that's a, it's a wonderful thing. So thank you so much for sharing your story here. I think it's, uh, it's nice to have it recorded. And, uh, and, uh, and for sure, I, I wonder what's, what's next. What's, what's the plan? You're going to make it out to Alaska and Hawaii again? Well, I think what I'm going to do this time, I'm going to head down back to Florida. Really what I believe God wants me to do is he wants me to finish the art pieces I've already got done. Yeah. Because they're not finished because a lot of people will draw on it and they'll never see how it turned out at the end. Sure. All they see is what was there at that moment. So what I'm believing God wants me to do is to travel around America in my motorhome, set up an easels behind it, like five or six of them, and then have people do a drive-through. Yeah. Drive through like... and take pictures of them. And then at the end of it, on this side, on the other side, I'll have squirt guns with paint. To where people could squirt gun with paint, you could have a you could have a fun time. This way, events are kind of hard right now. A lot of cities and towns don't like events, sure. and if you get out of your car, they might consider it an event. So I'm thinking of maybe just making a drive through. People could take pictures of it, and then they can send it around, and people can see them. That's nice. what I need the media for. Yeah, that's what I need podcasts like you for. A lot of people have drawn on them, and they haven't seen them. I have them up on Facebook, a lot of them up on Facebook, and more on my web website. But they, I just got to keep going out there and try to get them out there. So the desire to, maybe, sh to show these maybe pieces. Maybe try to get one art piece to every country on Earth. Nice. That's great. There's about 200 of them. So that would take a little while. Try to get a, a collective art in other countries. That's great. That's great. Well, I, so some of your art has gone around the world, whether it's going to troops overseas or, you know, um, tragedies that were happening in other parts of the world. And that's, yeah, that's a wonderful yeah, thing. They, they, need, they need hope. And uh, this, this brings hope when a, a policeman's family opens it up. I, I wonder how many tears or, or a soldier yeah. at an event like Daytona, all of a sudden they get something from Daytona Beach and they say, wow, you know, I, they're thinking of me. Yeah, that's great. Me. That's awesome. It's a great, great message and awesome to see art as a, as a world changer or at least a, a people changer and helping people For me, out there and hope. For me, Dennis, the major thing that this art does gives me a chance to share and worship Jesus. 
That's my main purpose for this, is to share and worship Jesus through this, that they can see Jesus through this. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a much better message than you're going to hell. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's, uh, it, God does the work, you know, love leads the way, for sure. The Holy Spirit draws the art out of the people. I can't, I do a little bit, but the Holy Spirit still draws it out of them. Yes, it's awesome. Well, thank you, Paul, for this. I appreciate your time. And I know and you uh, my website or anything like that. My Facebook yeah, page. So I was just going to say, let's uh, tell people where to follow you and see what you're doing. Okay. My Facebook page, it's Paul's Enterprises. And that's P-A-U-L. Uh, and then Enterprises is I-N-N-E-R-P-R-I-Z-E-S. So it's Enterprises. And then my, my website is www. Paul's Enterprise is the same thing, dot webs, W-E-B-S, dot com. And if you'd like to leave any donations on my on my um, website, there's a little donation bucket too, a little donation button if you want to leave anything on that. Uh, I, I, I just let God take care of that. He's pretty good. The, the, the bikers are very generous, and um, I just keep going. I can't That's stop, good. Dennis. You know I can't stop. I got to keep going. That's great, man. I appreciate that you're out there. So thank you for... Uh sharing your world a bit with us it's awesome man it's good to see you too now where can people where can people where can i get let people know that i did this interview is there a, sure I'll, I'll i'll send you the link once it's out there um yeah uh, the stolen hours podcast.com uh, is uh, our our page but then also it's up on spotify itunes and uh out there on your your favorite podcast uh you know expect a million hits you know that don't you <laughs> we'll see what you happens gotta get that million hits you watch you gotta get <laughs> that the, million watchers that's great so we, we're a few uh, weeks out so it'll take some time before episode i think this is episode uh 10 or so so we'll get it out there and i'll let you know when it's out when it's public all right all right dennis Thanks. it's great seeing you i wish yeah. your kids were behind you so i could see them too yes i know i know but they're probably right. still in bed <laughs> yeah actually they, they slowly woke up i heard them out there and then they're going to a museum today so it's awesome all well, right keep doing the good work dennis you're, you're you're getting art out there yeah thanks man you too we'll see you all right take care Bye. hey love you love you too man peace Thanks for listening to the Stolen Hours Podcast. All right, some good news. Um, Paul just let me know that this coming weekend, May 1st and 2nd, uh, it is 2021. Um, he has a show of uh, some of these art pieces, um, 20 of them being shown at the England Brother Park, um, 5010 81st um, Ave, North Pinellas Park, Florida. So if you're in Florida, check it out this weekend um, in the future. Um, just definitely check out his uh, Paul's Enterprises Facebook and website, um, .webs. And uh, thank you guys for uh, hearing this one. Next week we have an awesome episode, episode 11. Robert Castillo, he's a storyboard artist who's uh, worked on things like Marvel movies, uh, tons of commercials that you've seen. Um, definitely doing some great things in the storyboard world. Um, also got the Student Academy Award for his short film he made back in the day. And uh, definitely an awesome guy. Um, talking about his stories, about um, choosing to be either a victim, villain, or a superhero. 
So click on in. Of course, if you're digging the music, check out Jay Agnes' music on any streaming platform and support Mike Ferrari for his awesome cover art for our logo. All right, until next time, take care.